When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey everybody, it's Jay Scott from The Hook Rocks, the Ultimate Rock Community Podcast. Hope everyone is having a great day. My guest today originally appeared on the introduction for the Kodiak New Music Spotlight episode. It is Chris Ricardo. How are you doing today, Chris? I'm doing all right. A little bit of a late night last night after a gig, but I'm hanging in there. You had a gig with a cover band in the Chicagoland area, downtown in the city this time actually. And that really is our topic for today. What the impact cover bands have on a new original rock scene. Now, you and I have a history with each other where I lived with the original rock band that you were in 20 plus years ago when you played lead guitar. You guys had a following here in Chicago that was respectable for a new original rock. And that was really the time back in the mid-90s, mid to late 90s, when there was a changeover going on in the scene from original rock music to the tribute cover band scene. Yeah. You know, you guys were one of the few bands that could draw decent pretty well at a lot of clubs and, you know, sell some products, sell some liquor for the bar club owners. But over time the cover band scene pretty much took over uh, in terms of the slots on a Friday and Saturday night at bars and clubs. Yeah, for sure. Now not, you, It's not all my fault, I swear. <laughs> well, we're going to get into that, like really where, where the responsibility lies. Because there's a lot of people that will blindly point the finger at the cover band, right? At the guys yeah, we in we used the, to do it. We, we totally used to do it back in the day when we were in the original band. Right, right. They want to point the finger at the guys in the band like, oh, you're playing other people's music and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And I get their their angst and I get their frustration. But at the end of it, you know, when you when you examine why it has happened and why it's happening, cover bands wouldn't exist if they didn't bring in money and if they didn't bring in crowds. And unfortunately... Yeah, there was- there was no demand, there right. wouldn't be cover bands. Yeah. Right. 
So it's all about supply and demand. And right now, just as we see with new rock music, there's not a high demand for club owners to put new original rock music in their clubs because instead of them getting, you know, four, five, six hundred plus in a club on a Friday night where they can sell their liquor, they can sell their beer, their wine, their their hard liquor, whatever, they're not going to hire an original rock band that only draws maybe 50 people. Definitely under a hundred. Yeah. They're not going to sell anything. Yeah. Not, I mean, you can't keep the lights on. You can't pay your overhead. You can't pay the staff, the bands, if you're not making any money. So yeah, and, then, and they're not going to pay. They're not going to pay an original band. That's that's another problem that's happening out there now too. The original, the original bands, they're basically getting beer deals everywhere they go. I know. I, I spoke to a few bands in the New Music Spotlight. And I don't know how, how often this happens in Chicago, but in the New York area, on the East Coast, there's a lot of pay-to-play situations. Yeah. yeah. Where, where, you know, if a big act is coming to town and the promoter's responsible for filling the opening spot, you have to pay like two grand to play for that, for that, for that headliner. Yeah. That's uh, one of my... Um, a, a local band that went big. Um, they they were playing at the at the Riv, opening up for somebody, and that's actually what they did to get that spot. But they were they were on a tour with them. It's great exposure and to sell merch, but uh, yeah, it kind of sucks that they have to do that. That really puts new rock music in a hole. It puts them behind because you know they have to put all their resources together just to play one gig for a headliner to get that exposure. You, they don't know how they're going to go over. They don't know how much, you know, yeah. they got to have a lot of merchandise. Work out. Right. They got to have merchandise to sell. So you've got to pay for the shirts. You got to pay for the bumper stickers and the tchotchkes and all that stuff. And to put out a, a, a sleeve with a CD in it, you've got to pay for all that. So now I don't know how much that'll cost. Maybe lodging, you know? Yeah. So it's, it all goes back to infrastructure. And I've brought this up before on previous episodes is the lack of infrastructure with rock music, the lack of outlets, whether it's regular rock radio, whether it's satellite radio, playing new rock music. I know you can find it on some satellite radio stations, but the presence yeah, of it is you definitely... Gotta you, you gotta look. You gotta look. You gotta put you know, work in. And, and people want their... Well, that, means, that, that means effort. People have to put effort into it, and nobody's doing that. Well, you know, very few are doing that, right. I guess I should say. The majority of people want it spoon-fed to them. Yeah. That goes into the cover band scene, right? People are not going mm-hmm. to go take a chance on a Friday and Saturday night to go see a local original rock band play all songs that they're not familiar with. Maybe they'll have a couple covers in there or whatever. Yeah, they're gonna go see the band that's gonna play music that they they are familiar with. You know, whether it's a tribute yeah. band that you know only plays all Kiss stuff, or a Led Zeppelin band that only plays Led, you know Led Zeppelin stuff, or a cover band that basically plays standards. You know, yesterday's standards and today's standards, basically like a, mm-hmm. a live jukebox, right? Yes. So I do all of those things. <laughs> <laughs> but 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 you know that goes into how people are how people digest music today right 
You know, you you mentioned, and I've said before, you have to put work in to discover rock music. You've got to yeah. have, you know, you know my, my son was on the last episode, and he said, you know, he, he's on Spotify, and he loves the familiar button, you know, familiar artist to the one you're listening to, because that's how he discovers new music. You know, YouTube has... Yeah, I, I dig that, too. That, yeah. that can really surprise you sometimes. It's like, that. Cool. I'm going to save that one and check those guys out later. You know, correct. And and then you have you know on YouTube where you know rec- they have the recommended. You know, like you know if you like you know listen to this. You know they have that on the right side of the screen. They have all the songs that might be familiar based on your algorithm or your search history and and, and whatnot. Yeah. So so yeah, yeah. I mean, you really have to spend time finding new rock music. A lot of people don't have the time. Let's be fair. But also, a lot of people just don't want to. They, they, you know, you, you said something very poignant earlier this year. We were heading to a show in Rockford. I think it was Blackberry. I Smoke. love when people tell me that stuff because I never think I do say anything that means well, it, anything. <laughs> it was, it was, it was a very good analogy and um, a very good example of of what's really happening. You know, I was I, we were we were listening to new music. I had brought some new music. We were playing it in the car, and I just said, I just don't understand why people don't listen to this stuff. And you said, you know, music is like their friends, where as they get older, their circle of friends becomes smaller. You know, when you're younger, you got a lot of you're you got a lot of friends. You're making a lot of new friends, kind of like music. You know, like you've got your favorites that you listen to and then you're getting turned on to new music and that's turning on the other stuff so you're you're always listening as you get older your circle of friends becomes smaller right the people that you interact with consistently become smaller and it's the same thing with music you realize what you like and who you like you kind of get comfortable and you kind of stay in your lane you know this is what i like and, and whatnot and i don't like any of the new music i mean you know, we think about our parents when they were our age raising us and they would talk about their bands and stuff like that. And we'd be like, oh, but this band is really good. And they they didn't have the ability to connect with it. I don't know why that happens, but I think it's just human nature. Yeah, you're right. I, People I, get comfortable and complacent. So when that comes to, you know, the, the cover band scene and going to go see a cover band, first of all, if you're going out with your buddies on a Friday and Saturday night, or you're having a girl's night out on a Friday and Saturday night, you're, you're, you want to put the least amount of thought into where you're going to go. Right. Yeah. That's, that's part of it. So, you know, when you go and you, you, you see a club and you go on their website and you start searching where you're going to go on that Saturday night or Friday night and you go to this club and they say, okay, they've got, you know, an 80s cover band and and then you know and this club over here has an alternative cover band and blah 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 basically the choices are kind of limited so you want to say yeah. okay well let's go see an 80s cover band or let's go see an alternative cover band and then yeah. this group of people they, goes, they don't want to take a risk they don't want to take, take a risk right right and they want to go out and have a good time and make sure they have a good time no no questioning about it you know right <laughs> Right, so they go and they're going to spend money on liquor, and there's going to be more people there. And let's also face it too, right? You know, if there's a girls' night out, or if, and if, and if there's a cover band act 
that plays 80s covers or standard covers, and it draws a lot of women, you know, where the crowd is mostly women, guys will go Mm -hmm. to see that because they know there's going to be girls there. There's going to be women there. That's yeah, nothing controversial. That's yeah. That's not. That's not <laughs> controversial. That's just the way life works, right? I mean, if right, you're right. if you're with three if three of your guy friends and you're like, where do we want to go? And they say, well, this this band so and so is playing at so and so, and it's always all their crowds are always filled with women. They're gonna go there. That's just the way it works, folks. I mean, I'm not saying anything controversial, so please don't like say I said no. something bad, but. Um, so, so they go and they, and, and they, this crowd attracts a crowd, you know, where there's three, four, 500 plus people, the, the club owners are moving product. And that's the other essence of why cover bands are so prevalent in a lot of scenes across the country is because they do bring in people and club owners need to sell booze to keep the lights on and to pay their staff and make money. Mm-hmm. So, yep. you know, when they're going to have a original rock band play, and they draw 50 people, the club owner's pissed because he's got to pay the band X amount of dollars. He's got to pay the people that worked there that night X amount of dollars, and he lost money. People don't get into the bar and club business to lose money. But that goes back to the fan, where what is the rock fan doing to support new rock music? And the majority of them are doing nothing. You know, they, right. they, they, the cover band success is connected to the lack of infrastructure in rock music. And what I mean by that is it's the lack of infrastructure to spotlight and get people to notice new rock music, either by new bands or by existing bands that are putting out new music. What can you tell us about your evolution into the cover band scene because you were playing original rock you moved up here from florida you know, you were in the band that i lived with and then they broke up it was a couple years you know where you know you weren't really doing much of anything so how did that evolve for you well i went out and saw a cover band <laughs> <laughs> that my uh yeah my my buddy was playing up the road you know there's a, a venue not far from home but nice and accessible um so I went and saw those guys and his brother is a bass player and uh, they went on break uh, and the bass player wasn't in the band. He's just out in the crowd and I knew this guy through the other guy who actually, I think he filled in for our original band once or twice and lived at the, lived at the ranch for a little while. Um, after you, before you, I'm not sure. I think but, after. Uh, yeah, so he's like, you know, he's on break and he comes out and I'm standing next to his brother who's a bass player and he's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm not doing anything. He's like, well, you guys should jam. And his brother is like, yeah, let's jam. I'm like, okay, let's try it out. So um, we actually threw a band together and, you know, I know a, a drummer and I know the singer who's pretty good. He might be looking to do something. And I didn't really know anybody because I was just in my circle of original band you know, dudes. So we kind of got that together and jammed a few times and it was like, yeah, this is fun, you know? So that, that kind of, that was the start of it. And let's also face it too, right? I mean, and this is probably a question that, not a question, but maybe a statement that needs to be said. When you were in the original rock band, you were fairly young, right? I mean, and you had dreams of pursuing this and seeing where it goes. And as you get yeah, older, yeah, 
you know, let's face it, yeah. you know, the, the, the idea of playing original rock and writing new music with other people becomes less and less appealing. Yeah, for you sure. Know, and then we've all got family starting and kids and, right. you know, starting careers and things like that. So it definitely changes your priorities. Yeah, it changes your priorities. It changes your perspective. I mean, you, like you said, you've got stuff mm-hmm. going on. You've got family life. You've got to support your family. But you still love playing music. You still love playing the guitar, the drums. You still love singing. Yeah. You know, so you still yeah. want to have that outlet. The cover band aspect really allows you yeah. to have that outlet as a as a musician. Mm-hmm. You know, when you have a full time job or you're running a business, and you've got two kids, it's very difficult to find the time to write new original music. And you know, when you're in your mid thirties to you know forties, and and you just don't have the drive that you once had as a young kid you know coming up in a music scene you kind of know what the realities are of the music scene so you're a little timid you're a little you know jaded on the whole experience so that all plays into that too there's a lot of factors as to why this scene has taken over a lot of markets across the country you know it's 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 Mm -hmm. the it's the original rock musicians who were never able to be successful in terms of so so many great musicians around this area. Like it's, it's kind of mind boggling on how good a lot of these people are. And I'm still meeting, meeting people, you know, today that have been around here forever that are just like, you know, monsters on their instrument. And so you get these guys who we were all trying to be original players who are, you know, that were top of their game, you know, back in the day, they're still that damn good. And now they're getting cover bands together with the, you know, other musicians that are just as good. And you're actually, these cover bands, like, there's some monsters out there. There's some monster bands that, like, the, the players are all incredible. So it's, a, you know, another draw on some of these things is that, you know, you've got some really, really good talent out there. Yes, yes, you do. You know, I can think of a few names myself that you and I both know that are just yeah. amazing players and amazing musicians. They're keeping, they're keeping busy. Yeah, yeah. So you started this cover band that you were in. How did your the the evolution of the band succeed? Like, you know, what was how how did the band grow and grow? Were you opening for other bigger cover bands? Were you, you know, tell us about that. Thing was, is I never really, never really put much stock into it. And I was just like, yeah, I'm gonna play and I have fun. Um, when you're saying about how you kind of lose that aspiration of being a rock star and going on tour and all that stuff. Um, yeah, you know, that kind of happens. And then, you know, you use band practice night. Uh, you can equate it to anybody else that's not a musician. You can equate it to bowling night. You know, but then it's Tuesday or Wednesday. I'm going to band practice. You know, it's kind of like your night out, your night away. Right. Blowing off some steam. And then, you know, so that's how it started. And I was like, let's get a gig. And we got a gig. And it was like, whoa, people came out and then people liked all the music and people got into it. And then, then you, you walk away with money in your pocket. Like, wow. It's like a paid night out, you know? Well, that's the thing too. You know, original rock bands just don't make the money because they don't draw. No. Yeah. Uh, very, very few. Yeah. It's unfortunate. But, and that's, that's what we went through too. I mean, I think we usually, 
our original days, I think it was before the big changeover, if you will, where we actually did get paid. In um, some places, we got paid pretty well, you know, and then and things just changed, you know, it was kind of, you'd play a venue and it would be like they would ask the people at the door who they were coming to see if there was, you know, more than, more than two bands or something like that. And then they'd start marking off, you know, oh, this band got this many people. And then, then you'd start getting paid on how many people showed up. That was the big, the big switch. And I don't think anything's ever has changed since then where you're really just getting paid. Uh, by who's coming through the door versus cover band is guaranteed. Um, and then, you know, the bigger you get, the more people you can bring, the bigger your paychecks get. And the more places you play, and the busier you get. I just remember working at a bar in the late 90s, just being amazed about how many people were packing the place for cover bands. Like I just I, I and you know me always being an original rock fan, rock music fan, and living with you know the band that you were in, I was always I always had that mindset right you know this is you know new original music and and this is good this isn't good whatever, and then working at a bar and having a cover band play on a Saturday night and the place is just wall to wall people. I didn't. I didn't understand it. I didn't understand how it was happening. Like they're watching. Like like my whole my whole question was they're watching people play other people's music. Yeah. That's not you know, and and, and it's not the music. Yeah. You know, it's 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 a cover band, and I just didn't get it. And now as yeah. you know, I've been able to kind of think about it more and have more perspective as I've gotten older. It is because people want things spoon-fed to them. They don't want to have to be challenged on things, and they don't want to have to mm-hmm. think about stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. you know, like I said, you know, the girls' night out, you know, 10 girls go to a club that haven't seen each other in, you know, a year or two. They're going to want to go and have a good time. They're going to go. They're going to look at a handful of clubs. They're going to decide on which club they want, and the band that they have no idea what type of music is going to be played, they're not going to that club. Right, right. So when you guys, so now that you've been in the cover band scene for close to two decades, yeah, a couple years, couple years. Um, Stop dating me. Stop dating me. (laughs) (laughs) How have you? What what has what has been the biggest surprise for you being in? Let's just say you know being in this industry as long as you have and doing what you're doing, what, what have you seen? What have been the biggest changes and the biggest surprises for you? The biggest surprise for me is the amount of money in other people's music. I mean, there are, I'm, uh, I'm a part of a, there's a companies, you know, um, you know, and I, I have, uh, I'm called upon like last night's gig. You know, I'm not, I'm a steady member of the band, but, they'll put out, you know, three, you know, it could be the same, same band with the same name playing three different places in one night. So they're, they're basically franchised and, you know, one band could be playing, um, a wedding, one could be playing a festival, one could be playing a bar, all the same night, same name, different people, same costumes, same set list, same tracks, you know? So, so it's a product, you know, it's not necessarily, we're going out to see this amazing guitar player in this Van Halen band, or we're not 
we're not going out to see this amazing singer in, uh, I don't know, just this Dio band. It's like, you're just going out to see a product and an experience. And, you know, there's a few, few, um, companies, um, that are out there doing it. I know there's one based out of Vegas and they have bands in almost every major city. Um, and they, they have a couple, couple different incarnations of them, like genres. They'll be an eighties band. The other will be, uh, maybe a 90s band another will be maybe a, just a, an, a common a common uh, everyday standards band if you will so so that's the big surprise you can literally run these things like businesses and make shit tons of money I mean I'm talking you know tens of thousands for you know New Year's gigs type type things you know so uh, so yeah, that's that's a big surprise to me. Um, and but these guys have been doing it for a long time, you know, ten plus years, easily the minimum ten years. And you know, some of these other guys I know, fifteen, probably going on twenty. And that's the thing. When I was getting out of the original band thing, uh, the cover band stuff was starting to blossom. And uh, you know, one of these top of the well, few of the top of the heat bands in Chicago area were just starting back then so that's almost 20 years ago so we've been at it a long time and working super hard at it being you know consistent really consistent and um really going for it so that that, that was that was a big surprise for me and that i think is also a big change i've seen since my original fan days is the the amount of cover bands that people just saw you can make money at it people come to your shows and you know uh yeah people like it people like it and it fills, fills the seats the club owners want that so they kind of push the original guys to the side and not many places left where you can get away with playing original music you know handful of places in the city unfortunately well, what that does basically too is it takes the young artist the young guitar player trying to form a band forces them to have more of a social media presence because you know everyone always says you know, everyone always says, you know, if you're a new band, you got to get out and play. You got to get out and play, play, play. Well, if there's no place to play, you know, <laughs> yeah, how are they yeah. going to play? How, you know, and, and, if, yeah. and if they're only getting paid, I'm just throwing out a general number. If they're only getting paid 150 bucks to play, are they more wise to spend that time practicing and producing new music and trying to? get a social media presence or is it better playing locally for a small amount of money? And yeah, I think it's a combination of all of that. And if you're just starting out and you want to make something of yourself, I think money's gotta be kind of secondary at first until you get established. If you're going for, if you're going to, if you're doing the original thing, you know, you're not necessarily, I mean, unless you're, Unless you're trying to live off it, then yeah. But um, if you're trying to live off it, you better play some cover. <laughs> well, and, and also, too. Or be really, really good, you know? Right, right. You know, and also, something too. Special, something different. You know, the, the scene is now not local for, for original rock bands. And I was yeah. talking to Chris Lane from the band Station, um, who's from New York. And he brought up a great point about how the scene now is planet earth. You can, for a new rock band, a new artist, you can connect with people all over the world. 
You know, when I yeah. when I interviewed Carl Spackler from from Lachinga, you know, he was talking about how you know when he's sending out CDs of the band, the addresses are in, from Spain and from you know other countries. That's something that would have never happened years ago with an original rock scene. Yeah, rock. Yeah, rock, man. When we when we were finishing, you know, kind of towards the end of our original career, our CDs were going to like. Uh, South America and stuff, Brazil. You know, there was a. It was almost like there was a demand there for for what we were doing. That was with Paris Records, right? Yes, yes, yeah. So, I mean, that's something because you know, back in the day, years ago, scenes were very localized. You know, they 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 un- unless a local band got put on a big tour or got a record deal, they were very localized. So a band that could be huge in Florida or a band that was huge in Chicago or a band that was huge in Boston, unless they got any traction nationally, you would never hear of them. Whereas it's different now Mm -hmm. that, you know, if you have a band that's predominantly successful on the East coast or is a band out in San Diego or whatever, you have the ability to connect with that band and hear their music, which I think is really great. Yeah. I just, yeah. you know, I, I just don't think if there, there's enough rock fans at this point that understand that, that, you know, a lot of, a lot of music fans, I call them music consumers. A lot of music consumers only react to things that are popular, you know? So if a song is not played on their radio station on the way to work or, you know, is not played at the gym while they're working out, they will not even listen to it because they think it's not good because it's not familiar to them or it's not played in their yeah. in their web you know of, of where they go and what they do it's sad that they think yeah. that way you know like you know you could you could play a band that is extremely popular you know and it maybe not it is not very good and everyone's like oh they're awesome oh they're great but you could play a band like rival sons or dirty honey or Joyous Wolf that is completely phenomenal, and because they don't recognize it, they automatically dismiss it. And I, I think what, what, when you're going back, you know, you can really connect with these bands a lot easier now. I also think if you're, if you're that original band, you know, you're, you're the band, I think you have to be really tech-savvy now, too. I mean, I know so many great, talented, gifted musicians that don't know how to do anything. You know, they, they, they can be amazing in their bedroom, but if they don't know how to work it, you know, then they're, they're still not going to get anywhere. And I'll give Tyler Bryant, like, major kudos because I follow them on Instagram, and he's got, like, three posts a day, you know? So they're super active on, yeah, on promoting themselves. And they're great, and they have an amazing live show. So these guys are going to be they're going to be huge, man. I mean, and that's the frustrating part for you and I, right? Because you and I go to a lot of concerts. And, you know, usually when I'm posting about a show, 90% of the time you and I are, are at this, you know, are, are, have gone to the same show. And yeah. how, how many times have we said to each other, for instance, when we went and saw Temperance Movement in Tyler Bryant, and the place was probably about half full. Both bands are absolutely amazing and mm-hmm. just absolutely kick ass. And you're, and we were just like, man, like, why? I mean, and, and how much were the tickets? Like, what, eighteen bucks, sixteen bucks to go see it? Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, pretty mm-hmm. much next to nothing, right? Yep. People would rather go see a cover band and pay a $10 cover, okay, and hear songs played by people that didn't write those songs or yeah. go and pay hundreds of dollars, sit in the nosebleed seats to see a band that you're watching screens. You're not, you can't, you can barely see them. You can't even see their eyes. Yeah. You're watching the screen. Right. You're watching the jumbo <laughs> And then, and then people complain that, Oh, it, you know, it's cost so much money to go see good music and, and, and a concert. No, it doesn't. You're just looking in the wrong places. You know, I yeah. mean, I mean, yeah. I went and saw a big wreck at the bottom lounge a few weeks ago, about a month ago. And they're a band from Canada. Amazing, amazing band. You were supposed to go to that show with me, but you blew me off. Whatever. But I went by myself. I heard, like, I was blown away. And there was probably 150 people at the show. 100, 150 people. Yeah. And it's just, yeah. it's, it's disappointing that these bands that are putting out so much good music, you, there's like a wall with the rock fan. There's like a wall that... Yeah. You know, yeah. They, they, I'm just glad they still they still are willing to do it. You know, they're they're making enough to to still go out on the road and you know make music and play music for people like us. You know, I mean, they don't they don't have to. I'm glad they they are. For me, as a music fan, and I'm sure most of the people that are listening share the same frustrations. Is you know when you walk into like I remember. I remember the band that you were in that played at a tilted kilt probably eight, nine years ago. And I remember walking and not knowing what to expect because I had never seen this you with this band before, this cover band. And just walking in and the place was just packed. And I was just like, I was laughing because I'm like, I can't believe like if I went to a show of like a new emerging band, there wouldn't even be half of amount of people in this yeah and, yeah and, and i don't even i mean we were like good but we weren't that good you know what I mean? yeah, yeah. <laughs> and there's way better bands you know way better bands out there <laughs> but you know I, I i think it all correlates i think the lack of infrastructure with rock music i think the fact that you have to work to find new good new rock music and the emergence of the cover band scene. Well, it's not the emergence anymore. It's it's the scene that's here to stay, basically. It's not going away. I think that all connects with each other. I think, and in, in, in the one common denominator is how the fan reacts and absorbs to music. Most fans yeah. are not willing to put the work in. Nope. That's just a fact. Nope. I think out of all the things I mentioned, the infrastructure, the cover band scene, and the willingness to work for, you know, to, 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 to hear new rock music. I think the, the thing that will allow it to change is to have an infrastructure. You know, when, when I talk about radio stations and I talk, and, and I always mention country and how country has an infrastructure in place to promote new music, to have older musicians cross over into what a new band or a new artist is doing you know, they've got the Country Music Channel on, on cable that has performances and spots like, yeah. spotlights new artists. Every country station. Like what, like what MTV used to do. Exactly. <laughs> ex- exactly. You know, you have country radio stations that are always playing new country artists. And, you know, and people will say, oh, it's not country music anymore. It's country pop. 
regardless, it yeah. doesn't matter. Yeah. Okay, you're, you're you're arguing the you know you're getting caught in 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 things that don't matter. It's still considered country to the country music fan, and they are still supporting it through those avenues, those those outlets that have that allow them to hear new music. That's why they're all. That's why a lot of co- new country artists develop and become successful because they've got a formula. There's nothing like that in rock music. So what happens? No. Yeah. So 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 what happens? You have people going to see cover bands on Friday and Saturday night instead of new emerging rock acts. You have people yeah. listening to clock to, to classic rock that you know when I do these polls on my Twitter page, right? The popular songs always win. Very very rarely does a does a deep cut win a poll and that is a prime example of the classic rock fan that only hears the popular songs that you know doesn't hear any of the deep cuts it used to be radio djs could play the deep cuts or play whatever they wanted and you'd have songs that were popular but you know and now you know if you put up highway to hell to down payment blues Right by ACDC, Down Payment Blues uh-huh. is a incredible, incredible song. Highway to Hell is going to win. Highway to Hell is an incredible song. Let's not kid ourselves. But it'll be like 90% to 10% because yeah. people don't even know what Down Payment... They, they, they claim to be ACDC fans, but they couldn't tell you what Down Payment Blues is about, who sings right. it, and what album yeah. it's on. I guess, where do you see things going is it going to be status quo do you think that cover band the cover band scene will start to slow down because it seems like it's it's growing no, more and more i each don't year. think so yeah. i don't think so yeah i think it's, it's you know um you can just it's press play on the laptop and um you know people don't know <laughs> people know it's like a karaoke show people have no clue you know and and so that that means you can play any song you want to or just back in the day you just have to learn stuff and, and play it and you'd need you know super super harmonies and vocals and you don't need that anymore because of technology so it's just i think it's you know becoming more appealing because of the, the versatility of what you can do as a band with technology Talk, um, talk more about that yeah. because I think that's really important. Like you're talking about tracks, right? And explain that yeah. to people who may not understand that. So, okay. So basically I think I, I'm not sure. I'm just talking about my theory here. I think it started when you don't have a keyboard player, but you're in a cover band and you want to play, you know, jump from Van Halen. Well, we don't have a keyboard player. What are we going to do? So you take just the, the track of the keyboard and you play that along with the band. So you, so you got the keys and jump, you know, and you know, when it first started out, people would be like, wait a minute, there's no keyboard player. And people would call you out. Now today people are pretty much playing the the whole song, uh, maybe minus the drums obviously, because you're going to have a drummer in your band. Um, and, you know, that might be it. And the vocals, you know, so it could be the drummer's playing and the singer singing, but everybody else could be on that basically quote unquote recording track. And, you know, nobody seems to know or care, um, which is, you know, I think that's what's 
that's what's selling a lot of these franchise bands is that um, they can do anything and, you know, uh, get away with it. And really, people don't notice. People don't notice at all. How does that work, right? Like, how does... So let's say the guitar track, the bass track, keyboard track are all being played and the drummer and the singer are are actually performing their instrument and actually singing. Now you're playing now 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 a musician's up there playing. He's got the guitar in his hand. Now what what we're hearing is that him or is that the track? Um it really it really depends on you know it, if the guy if the guy knows the tune, he can play right along with it and hopefully be a little louder in the mix than the track. Um and if he don't doesn't know it, he could pull back and no one would know the difference, you know. And let's be fair too, because this happens in original rock bands too as well. A lot of original rock bands have tracks for the backing vocals. Oh sure. Yeah. Sure, yeah. It's it's just a common it's a common piece of of live music now. Right. So so this is not just a cover band thing. No. Not at all. Not at all. Yeah. So so but 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 basically you have people playing other people's music that may not even know the music and they're just playing. Yeah. Right. That, that's, that's, yeah. that's so, that's, there's so much irony in that whole thing. <laughs> yeah. Right. But, 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 you know, like, 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 like I said, these people are running these, these bands as businesses and they've got to, they've got to put out the product. So they're ensuring that the product is always going to be good. You know, that's another question I have too, because as you mentioned before, there are businesses across the country that have bands in every market that, mm-hmm. you know, uh, different people play or whatever. But there's even local stuff, too, where a quote-unquote company or a quote-unquote franchise can have three bands with the same name able mm-hmm. to play three different events on a Saturday night. So Yep, for, yep, for, for, for sure. Yeah, for example, one band you know let's call them abc band can play a a a wedding another abc band could be playing a festival and another abc band could be playing a club exactly and same name different people you know and and that's it's legit it's legit that's that's incredible they're wearing yeah we're wearing the same you know depending on yeah they're Wearing the same outfits, the same costumes, playing the same set list, using the same tracks, you know. So it's uh, it it I I gotta hand it to them, man. They're they're doing it very well. They're they're successful at it. Can you imagine like two friends talking on the phone on a Sunday afternoon, going, "Oh, I I saw ABC Band last night. Where were you? I saw them too." Well, I saw them. I saw them at you know this club. I'm like, they didn't play at a club last night. They were playing at this festival, and a friendship yeah. is is ruined because of the argument that ensues. Because one, they're both right, and they don't realize it, um, and then they're not friends anymore. Yeah, they hilarious. block each other on Facebook, and they don't see each other for ten years. <laughs> how many times? How many times has that happened, Chris? Where? where that franchise has ruined relationships or, or how um, about, how about divorces? Right. You know, like, Oh, Hey, where did you go? Where did you go with the guys last night? Oh, I went and saw ABC band. 
Well, I went and saw ABC Band. I didn't see you. Who were you with? What's her name? What are you doing? Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> that's that's a big possibility. That could be the, the final nail in a coffin for a marriage. No, no. I think anybody involved in the situation is aware of how the how the system works. For a casual fan, let let's say let's say a casual fan, maybe not. Let's say Mary Smith is going out with her girlfriends on a Saturday night, and because she's going out with her girlfriends, John Smith, the husband, decides to go out with his buddies, and they go to a festival, and ABC bands plant the festival, and. You know, ABC bands playing at the club at the girls' night out. That could ruin a marriage right there. Because imagine trying to explain that. I'm just saying these, these hypotheticals. Yeah, just, if you, you don't know, if you don't know better, it could be weird. Well, it's also too like the you know the talent booking agent for the for a for a village, let's say, who's got a rib fest or has a you know taste of this town or that town, and they've got to book entertainment for the evening or for the day. You know, are they going to take a chance on a original rock act who has a song that you know could be deemed offensive by people, or yeah. you know something? You know, they have they have they have this live act where they do something on stage that people are going to complain about, or are they going to play it safe and book a band that plays you know familiar songs where they just get up there basically basically like a wedding band they're gonna they're gonna take yeah. the safe road because they don't want any controversy yeah. in their town they don't want to lose their job for hiring a band that you know does whatever on on, on stage on a, on, a, on a family event like a like a festival and then have to answer for that come monday morning yeah for sure it's just like you were talking earlier about if a you know, if somebody's going to go out for the weekend, they're, they're going to go with the safe bet. Right. They want to make sure they, they want to take the mystery out of it. They don't want to take a chance. They want to go with the sure thing. The other thing that is becoming more and more popular with bands is the 30 minute medley, which just gets my, just makes my skin crawl. You, there's, there's, there's one major act that I know of, and then there's another lesser-known act here in the Chicagoland area that do these 30-minute medleys of, like, 50, 60 songs. You see the crowd react to snippets of these songs. It's a perfect medley for people with attention deficit disorder. I just sit back and I watch this, and I can't believe people find that acceptable. People find that... Now, granted, the arranging a medley like that does take a lot of work, Okay. Yeah, it, it isn't. It isn't easy. It's not easy. So I, I, I will give them credit, and I will say that. But yeah, I don't know. Like hearing a medley of songs over thirty minutes, where I hear snippets of basically songs that are in a jukebox. Yeah. I, I find that yeah, it's this short, short attention, short attention span theater. You know. Yeah. But, I, I mean, you got to hand it to them. People are eating it up. People do eat it up. I, you know, I've seen yeah. it twice now. I saw it at a St. Paddy's Day festival a couple of years ago, where I was just nauseous watching and listening to it. And then I saw I saw it at the at the Oktoberfest that I mentioned last year, where you know this cover band drew over two thousand people, and they're playing to a track up there. I'm not going to mention any names, but they're playing to a track, and 
Then they do this 30-minute medley, and the video screen is lined up with the medley, so you know they're playing to a track because you cannot – I mean, it's almost impossible for to do a 30-minute medley with 60 songs and have everything stay lined up with a video screen behind them of the videos that each song has. It just – I mean, do you agree with that? Yeah, I mean, one of the bands I was in, we used to do that um, – we didn't use tracks, but we did use a click track where the drummer just had the, he just had the, the tempo in his ear and that kept, kept him on track with the video, which in turn put the band on track with the video. So, so there's, there's that you can use a click track, but I know what you're talking about. And I know that there was more than just a click track going on. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and then you see like, your. But, you know, I mean, that's fair game now. That's just, it's like the norm, you know, and bands now are promoting themselves, you know, with a tagline, you know, all live, no tracks. So, yeah. Yep. You know, that, I mean, and then you see the social media posts, right? Oh my God, this band was amazing. They do a 30 minute yeah. medley of like 60 songs. And as a rock fan, I, I, I look at the post and I'm just like, you could go see a band for $15, play incredible new music. And, but you'd rather hear 30 second snippets of songs for 30 minutes. Yeah. I just, yeah. <laughs> I just, yeah. and I just do like the face palm and, and I know I'm, I'm different than most of society in that I yeah, love instant, instant gratification. Right. You know? Right. And I, and I understand yeah. that like not everyone's like me where, or like you where, you know, we'll turn to each other and, and during a original rock performance, you know, Tyler Bryan, Temperance Movement, Richie Kotzen, whoever, and just look at each other and just yeah. shake our heads like, what the hell do we just see? You know, most people yeah, who like totally. the most people who like the 30 minute medleys, you know, are not going to have that reaction, are not going to understand when they see, you know, Richie Kotzen up and down the fretboard of his guitar and yeah. then and then be yeah. able to sing like he sings. Most people are not going to appreciate that because they don't understand. Yeah. They're music consumers, not right. music fans. Right. I don't know this one, you know. Yeah. I don't know this one. Get on to the ones I know. I just want to hear all the hits. Yeah, and then they you know, and then they finally hear the song they hear and then they do like the Oh my god, you know, it's like yeah, I'm like the ten songs that they played previously are way better than this one, but because and that's that goes back <laughs> to my 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 thought with people absorbing music if they don't hear it in their daily life if they don't hear it on the radio yeah. they don't hear it at the gym yeah, they don't want to hear it it's they don't want to hear it and it's not good they don't understand yeah. that just because it's not played wherever they go in their life at a Starbucks or you know now at a Target they play music every place plays music now when i walk into every store i feel like i'm like i don't know it's like there's like a there's like a a, a track being played while i'm shopping it's just it's, it's yeah, it's different. But like wherever you <laughs> no, go, it's true. It's yeah, true. wherever you go, like there's music playing. So like if you're at the gym and they got the music playing, if you're at work and they've got music playing, the radio playing, if you're driving to and from work, music's playing, and you don't hear, you know, Dirty Honey, or you don't hear Tyler Bryant, you're not going no. to, for for whatever reason, the majority of people will be like, well, I don't hear their music when you know this and that. So how could it be good? And you're just like, oh, it's like so deflating when someone says that because they would rather listen to the Britney Spears song or the, you know, the the Adam Levine song rather than something yeah. that really kicks ass and really has got some some movement to it and some 
what's Definitely. funny is hear, hearing um, Guns N' Roses on like the, the music in the supermarket now. <laughs> right? Paradise City will be on or November Rain or something. It's like, what? Well, this, that, this was the stuff. Yeah. That was the, you know, that, the, you know, it was the, the, the fringe, you know, back in the day. You well, know? yeah, that was the whole thing with Ozzy, right? I mean, Ozzy was the devil back in the day. Every parent yeah. across America would confiscate Ozzy records because of the Satanism and the outrageous behavior. And now he's a pop culture icon, right? He's getting invited yeah, to the that, uh, White House. Malone guy. Post Malone's going to make him huge. Unbelievable, right? I can't believe that. <laughs> But it just, yeah, I mean, same thing with Guns N' Roses. I remember them being banned from the American Music Awards because the language that Slash used while accepting an award because he was half in the bag, you know? And, yeah. I mean, even Motley yeah. Crue, like, you know, like even being accepted now in mainstream, which I'm still surprised right. that movie was ever released because of the whole Me Too movement yeah. and, and all that stuff. But, but yeah, you're right, you know? It's, did, you, it's, did you see that, that meme? It was... Uh... Uh, musicians today and it was a dude in a coffee shop with a laptop and like a you know like a seven string guitar or some kind of really weird guitar um, and then it said musicians today and it showed that dude and it said musicians in the 80s and it had Slash like passed out on the ground with a bottle of vodka and cigarettes and stuff like that all around them. Yeah, I'm going to be doing a, a I'm going to be doing a show here on the rock star and how that does not exist anymore. You know, it's 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 yeah. it doesn't seem yeah. there's there, there's no larger than life figure out there. They, well, I shouldn't say out there. They might be out there. They maybe just haven't developed into that yet. So I think it's yeah. you know it's a fair thing to allow them to develop into that. But you know, when you think of the popularity of rock music, there are so many individuals that were parts of bands that allowed rock music or pushed rock music forward. You know, you think of the larger-than-life Freddie Mercury's and the Daily Roths and the Axl Rose and, you know, all the bands and everything. Like, there was, like, this darkness. There was this edge, dangerous element to the music. You know, when I interviewed Chris, my son, last week, you know, it seems to me the younger generation views the hip-hop artists, the rap artists, as the the new outlaws, as the new danger, you know, because your parents don't yeah, want you to yeah. listen to that. And I think that is, yeah. that is a huge thing that's missing with rock music, is that dangerous individual. Or not, I shouldn't say dangerous, but viewed as being dangerous, like the Ozzy Osbourne that we just mentioned. And I think when parents... Parents are not telling their kids to not listen to rock music anymore. You know, I remember when my mother and father took away records from me, I wanted to listen to it more. You know, I wanted to, to, to go after it. And again, yeah, I, think sure. it, I think it comes together when we talk about the cover band scene. You know, the lack of danger in rock music, the lack of infrastructure, the lack of, you know, um, of, of that, or having to work to listen to new music. The cover band scene is a result of all those things. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, so 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 you can't blame musicians that are playing cover band music. Okay. You can't blame the club owners that want to make money. If you want to blame anybody, blame the people that go con- that consistently go see cover bands versus original music. 
and it's not like an anger thing, but it's a supply and demand. These bands would not exist, this scene would not exist if there was not a demand for it. That's just a fact. So in closing, what do you, you know, where do you see yourself, you know, in the next few years? Do you continue down the road of playing in cover bands? And, you know, what, what do you, what do you envision the scene being status quo, the same growing, staying, you know, how do you see it? Hmm. Interesting question. Um, I noticed a lot of, um, kind of, I don't know how to say it, but, um, subpar musicians just getting in cover bands because it's, it's almost like, like we started out in original bands and we had to be, you know, you had to know your instrument. Yeah. We had to be, you know, pretty damn good to do original stuff because there's, there was always somebody else in another band that was going to be better than you. So you really had to work hard when you're just playing the same set list as everybody else. Anybody who goes on YouTube and learns how to play guitar after like a year or two, you know, I, I see a lot of that happening. And I think that's kind of watering down the talent. Um, hopefully um, that doesn't affect the demand. I don't really see it affecting the demand, unfortunately, <laughs> but I, that's something I'm seeing. Um, I don't think it's going to slow down. Um, it's probably going to get worse. <laughs> and as far as myself goes, uh, I'm just going to ride the wave until nobody wants me anymore. You know, that's, that's the thing. Like, like people are still calling me. People are still paying me. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll keep doing it. I definitely, uh, want to get into a little more writing and recording. I've been doing some recording with, uh, you know, some different people, Matt Burke, uh, did some recording with him and uh, you know, some other projects where I'm just coming in and laying down guitar work. And I want to do more of that because, you know, nobody's going to want to see me up on stage for much longer. But then again, I see some dudes up there that are, you know, twice my age and they're still doing it. So it's like, maybe I can, you know? <laughs> well, let's end there. I appreciate you coming on. And I appreciate you doing this. Thank you very much. Yeah, uh, like I said, my you, pleasure. you know, you my and pleasure. I have a, have a, have a 20 plus year history and you know, we, we enjoy a lot of the same type of music. We go to a lot of the same shows and, uh, been wanting to have you on for a while. So I appreciate it. And this is a great topic too. And let me just say, you know, this is not to disparage or, you know, to say negative things about, the art, the, the artists and the musicians that are playing in cover bands, because like Chris just said, yeah. there's a lot of great musicians that are playing in those bands. It all comes Absolutely. down, right? Absolutely. It all comes down to supply and demand. And if you're going to yeah. be mad about a cover band scene, absorbing the new original rock scene and, and not having a, not having a place for that, you need to look at the people that are going to the clubs using that as a source of entertainment on Friday and Saturday night. Don't be mad at the musicians. Yeah. Don't be mad at the bands. Be mad at your fellow rock fans for creating this. I mean, the guys yeah. that are playing in the cover bands are playing music because, like we've talked about, you know, a lot of them have families. A lot of them have responsibilities. They have their own businesses. They've got full-time jobs. They can't afford to spend time writing music and doing things and trying to find people to play with original music 
because, you know, they've gotten older and, and their aspirations are, have changed, you know? I mean, they're just out there playing for the love of music. So don't don't say, you know, that's a bad thing. It's just reality, folks, you know? I yeah, mean, and there are some great, there's some great cover bands out there. I mean, really, really top-notch. Um, just uh, not, to, not to sidestep on your closing, uh, closing statements, but I know one band, um, that now they only do corporate and wedding events and they play theaters. I mean, and they're a cover band, but they are amazing. Um, so, you know, there's that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. There, there's, there's a lot of supply and demand and there's a lot of people not wanting to offend anyone. So like I said, you know, that, that, that talent booking agent for the theater or for the festival or for the corporate event, they're not going to take a chance, um, you know, some band saying something controversial on stage or doing something that could be, you know, deemed offensive when, you know, there's children in the crowd and causing this uproar, you know, uproar with the village or the company. They just don't. So they're going to hire the safe bet. They're going to hire the band that plays 80s standards or 80s rock, or they're going to hire the band that plays whatever band, you know, and, and that's really, yeah. the, that's, that's the truth. That's the reality. Um, but again, you know, it, it's, it's all, based on the current infrastructure of rock music and not having an outlet for new rock music. And that's why these bands yeah. are successful. And that's why they'll, be, they'll continue to be successful because, you know, people don't want to work to listen to new rock music. And quite frankly, I don't know why they should have to. There should be something in place for rock music right now to, to garner attention for new rock music. Well, you are starting it, my friend. Yeah, I'm not starting anything. It's I'm, I'm not rewriting the wheel. I'm just trying to get bands exposure. But you're exposing people to these new artists that they're not getting much other attention elsewhere. Or push, you know. Yeah, and that's I, really cool. There needs to be more of that. I agree. I appreciate the, you know the, the kind words, but yeah, I agree. There needs to be more, and there needs to be more, you know, openness to listening to it. You know, nothing frustrates yeah. me more when a poll I run gets, you know, 10,000 impressions on Twitter and a thousand votes and, you know, the new music I post gets, you know, 2000 impressions and, you know, you know, a uh, hundred views. All right. I'm trying to, I'm trying to um, plug you. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, man, um, thanks again for doing this. And hope to have you on again soon. I know we've got some ideas for a few things, but uh, and yeah. I hope they come to fruition. But once again, Chris, thank you very much. No, you're welcome, man. My pleasure, always. Once again, everybody, this is Jay Scott from The Hook Rocks, the Ultimate Rock Community Podcast. We will talk again soon. Thank you. <laughs> it's nfl draft season and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football 
FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 